Do you believe in happy endings? I like to think I have to. Why? <laughs> it's just... I see so many horrible things because of this curse. And I weave these beautiful stories and I can see some really beautiful things. But I have to wonder sometimes, you know? What if their lives continue horribly? I mean, I've been telling you about the new Argonauts as a way of... I don't know... Giving us some hope or something. But look at them now. It's just... Makes me wonder if happy endings are really possible, I guess. Aren't you always telling me that stories need drama and tension in order to make the ending more satisfying? I never thought you, of all people, would doubt narrative structure. But these aren't just stories, you know? These are events that are happening. Maybe life doesn't follow the th perfect three-act structure. I believe you have a happy ending up your sleeve. At least, for us. Please, tell your story. Fine. And thanks. Sing, O muses of the lost and troubled sorceress Medea, on a quest of her own outside and seemingly against the Argo, to prevent what they have already done. Will she save them in time, or will her self-discovery pull her even further from the journey? O oh, Muses Great, grant me the ability to sing to you the Hymn of Medea alone! Oh, God, how long have I been out here? A question for no one but myself. The isolation makes it difficult to feel real. I know fully well who I am. Medea of Colchis, witch, traitor, slayer of heroes. And when you've done as stellar of a job making enemies as I have, situations like this are less, how could this happen, and more, why didn't you see it coming sooner? Atalanta hid the fleece from me. She knew I was going to try to steal it. I, I don't know which hurts more. The fact that she didn't trust me, or the fact that all I did was prove her right. And what really pisses me off above all of this is the fact that I failed and she's still going to carry through with her stupid plan. And I'm still responsible for cleaning up her mess. It really is the middle of nowhere, isn't it? The distance from people, however, also means distance from enemies. and space to collect myself. Atalanta is going to give the fleece to Absurtus. I have to... I have to stop it happening. I... somehow... And I've ruined the only... Ow! Oi! Watch it! Oh, star is damn big for a lizard, aren't you? Come on, shh, shh. Olympus Corp knows Colchis isn't part of the Grecian system, but they've been trying to dig their claws into our stuff for decades. Absurtus has no moral code to prevent him from selling out, and Atalanta... Atalanta is too thick to notice until it's too late. Hello. Have I got a shadow now? Come on, leave. Alright. I'll listen. Do you have any suggestions on how to stop my ex-friends, one of whom I might be a little in love with from giving super powerful technology to my evil brother. 
Yeah, I didn't think so. Sweetie. Come here, sweetie. As I hear the two strange women approaching, I do the only thing that makes sense. Hide. I'm in enough trouble as it is, thank you very much. She isn't a cat, my love. Hypatia says that you have to call her differently than that. And how is that, exactly? Sweetie! Come here, sweetie! Shh, don't blow my cover. Sweetie! Oh, you had your mother's and I so worried about you, silly thing! Is there something in the bushes, girl? Stop it. Shh. You've been found. Come on out. I'm not doing anything wrong. Hiding in the bushes doesn't make you look good. Whoa, you look like hell. Thanks, I'm well aware. I wouldn't have had to dive into the bushes if this sweetie didn't keep following me around. Well, she's just a baby dragon, nothing to be scared of. She even seems to like you. I'm... I'm sorry, did you say dragon? I thought they were extinct. Ah, you're clearly not from Lemnos, then. Please. Everything about her... Her? Uh, her. Everything about her screams Colchis. Well, that's presumptuous of you. Colchis isn't too far from here. But what brings you here in such a state? I, I never said I was from Colchis. Then... Then where did you come from? Uh, wouldn't you like to know? It's why I asked, ain't it? Well, there aren't very many places you could have come from in such a tiny mm. pod like that. You look tired. Is everything all right? Is this some kind of inquisition? I just left my crewmate, is all. I don't need to be badgered this way. Is that what brought you here? It's not a big deal. Oh, yes it is. I can sense a broken heart from a mile away. <sighs> it's just complicated, okay? She and I got into a spat, and I left, and I wound up here. That's why you're so prickly and guarded. Did you really love her? I, I never... I, no, I... Oh, I don't... I don't know. Probably, I... Oh, I left on very bad terms. I'll bet. You had to run to another planet to escape a nasty breakup. No wonder you look so rough. Lysandra, be kind. These things are hard. The real situation between Atalanta and me is far too messy and morally grey to want to explain to two complete strangers. I guess, in a way, calling it a messy breakup isn't inaccurate, just between two women who were never together. It all keeps coming back to that damn word. Love. Whether or not I loved her doesn't actually matter, does it? What matters is that I have to ruin her plans before they ruin the lives of millions. But I don't have time to unpack all of that. We were co-workers. Big blow-up happened and I had to flee the job. So I just went to the closest place I could find. Well, we're glad to have you. Welcome to Lemnos. I'm Hipsipoli, the leader of this beautiful little planet of ours. She, her, is fine for me. I'm Lysandra. She, her, one of her wives, and warrior queen regent. But that's just a nonsense title, meaning I know how to command our armies if need be. 
No, your majesty is required. I midday you, sir. The guilt hits me the moment their name leaves my mouth. Now I'm going to have to hear it constantly. Nice going there, Medea. Not the snake here, Medusa. Uh, that's that's a wanted criminal, mind you. A different Medusa. Common name nowadays. It's a pleasure to meet you, Medusa. Let's walk down to the village. We can bring Sweetie back and show you around. I'll show you a place you can stay. Stay? Well, you don't really stand a chance getting anywhere in that crummy little escape pod. So you've got to stay somewhere. Figured in your rough shape, your best chance of survival is with us. Well, I have nothing better to do. Wonderful! The village is teeming with life. It's vibrant and alive, and their leader, Hypsipoli, talks my ear off about every detail of it with as much vibrancy as the planet she's so proud of. And here it is. The pride and joy of Lemnos. Whoa. Dragons were most definitely not extinct. It's astounding, really, seeing all of them interacting in the clearing in the forest edge. Sweetie, already above my waist standing on all fours, really is just a baby. Seeing several full-grown, thriving dragons like this, some of them so big they reach the treetops, it's... It's nothing short of miraculous. Afternoon, darling. We've brought a gift for you. Another wife? <coughs> oh, my sweetie! Mwah. You have to stop wandering off. You're just a little baby. You're just a baby. <clears throat> and how are my other two sweeties today? We met a traveler. This is Medusa. She's going to stay here for a while. Not very often new people come to Lemnos. Name's Hypatia. I'm a biochemist and an animal caretaker here. Fayfair, please. Animal caretaker? Like, you take care of the dragons here? Yep. Sweethearts, really. And honestly, a load of different personalities in this bunch. I've been studying the dragons here on Lemnos for years. I'd love to talk to you about them more if you're interested. I'm sure I've talked just about everyone on this planet's ear off, so it's always nice to have fresh people to bounce stuff off of. Faye's probably the most brilliant person in this sector of the galaxy. Oh, now you're just trying to flatter me. Even if it might be true. I'd, um, I'd like to know more about them, when you have the time, of course. We really should continue our walk now that we've brought Sweetie back. We need to find Medusa a place to sleep, after all. Good point. I'd love to stay and chat, my love, but I've got a village to show off. I'll see you at dinner. Sure thing. Love you. Love you, Pesha. Love you too, too. This is your room right here. I hope it's all right that it's connected to such a large common space. With the short notice, I couldn't find anything more secluded or completely clean it out. It's lovely, really. Besides, I understand why giving a stranger complete privacy might not be comfortable. Oh, it's not like that at all. You still have your privacy. You're just uh, more connected to the rest of the village. It'll help you get more adjusted to the community we have here. Right. I'm impressed you managed to put this together so quickly. I just wanted to make sure our guest had somewhere to rest her head. I would love it if you had dinner with us and the rest of the women of Lemnos tomorrow night. 
It's a nice community activity we do, and we would be honored to have you. I, um, I'll, I'll be there. Wonderful! Cool. See you then. The communal dinner is as lively as the rest of the village. Large tables filled with women sharing food and vibrant conversation. Delicious smells and colours fill the tables between the people. It's, it's warm and inviting, if not a little overwhelming. Oh, you must be the new traveller Hipsibili was talking about. It's a pleasure to meet you. You're so pretty. What gorgeous eyes. I've never seen eyes that gold before. Are they contacts? Um, no, they're, they're real. Lysandra says you're from Colchis. I've never been. Is it as gloomy as they say? I, I never said that I was from Colchis. Come on, ladies. Let's give her a chance to breathe, hmm? Come on, you can sit by me. I know picking a seat at these things can be intimidating. Oh, uh, thank you. Big social events really aren't my forte. No worries. It always helps when you have someone to talk to, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it, it does. Do you do this every night? Fairly often. We're focused a lot on communal spaces. We like to feel like we all know each other. That way, if any one of us needs anything, we know it's okay to seek help and ask our fellow neighbors. I think it creates a sense of trust between me as the leader and my people to establish these bonds and traditions. I see. Seems like a lot of, uh, relationships. <laughs> it definitely is, but I think it's beautiful just how many kinds of relationships a person can nurture. I mean, my relationships with my wives are immensely important to me, of course, but also the bonds I establish with the citizens of Lemnos are incredibly important, too. Sometimes Hypatia wonders how someone can be that much of a people person, but I like to think I find a lot of strength in love. I'm wondering the same thing as Hypatia. <laughs> Not a big people person? You could say that. Uh, I've just never had a lot of luck when it comes to relationships. I take it this current heartbreak isn't an isolated incident. I, uh, I just mean that I've had relationship troubles before. Ex-husband was a cheating bastard, and then this woman, and- Don't get me started on terrible exes. I dated this guy, Jason, for a while, right? Thought he was a huge hero and stuff. Total dick! No way. He winds up completely vanishing one day. I think he could be dead, you know, because he's a hero and all of that. Only to find out he's traveling to Colchis. He breaks things off through a letter. I am not about to tell this woman that I am most likely the reason he broke up with her. Or, if I'm not, then I was a very quick turnaround. It is comforting, or aggravating, or both, to know that Jason had always been like this. What an ass. Let me tell you, if I ever meet Medea, I want to personally shake her hand. I have no doubts he deserved it if he treated her the way he treated me. I've never wanted to kiss a near stranger so much before. But, stars, this is perhaps the most awkward interaction I've had in a while. That's an unpopular opinion. Not a bad one, though. I, I do agree with you. I mean, at least I got out of that relationship when I did. Now I'm here and much happier. When you work on filling a place with love, interpersonal love comes a lot easier. I hope that you'll find that someday, Medusa. I think you will. I can see there's a lot of love in you behind that tough shell you've got. 
Right. I just worry, I guess, that I'm meant to love so messily. Love is a messy thing sometimes, I think. This woman you left, what made you leave her? It's complicated. I don't think I can fully explain it in a way that makes sense. You can try. Sometimes talking about a messy situation helps you understand it. I really can't. Uh, Not now, at least. Honestly, I want someone to scream at about this whole Atalanta situation. I just... I can't explain it in a way that doesn't expose my identity. But stars, I just... I wish I could understand it. I mean, I do understand what happened. I know why I left and I know what I did was right. I know why I'm pissed at her, but what I don't understand is why she won't get out of my head. Why I'm not just pissed at her. Why my anger is mingled with this terrible sadness and heartache. I can't explain it in a way that makes sense because it just doesn't. And I certainly can't say any of it out loud, so I sit and stew in my thoughts until Hypsipoli rests her hand ever so gently on top of mine. Healing takes time. I'm here if you ever need someone to talk to about this heartbreak. You're quite wonderful dinner company. Thanks. Well, the dinner certainly made the women of Lemnos warm up to me. I cannot figure out why everyone in this village is so frighteningly kind. It feels like they're trying to smother me with it. Medusa, I brought you some fresh vegetables for my garden. These kinds of tomatoes really only grow properly here, so I figured you should try them. Oh, you you really didn't have to. It's no problem, really. I have way too many anyway. Here, sweetie, catch. I guess they're safe. Oh, Medusa, I was wondering if you'd like to come over sometime later this week for tea. We'd all love to hear more about you. Oh, I I don't know. Um, I'm not really sure how long I'm staying here. Oh, well, you definitely have to stop by before you leave. Right. Um, I'll try. The most beautiful part of Lemnos is the forest, especially at the very edge where the sanctuary sits and all of the dragons bask in the sunlight. As the days pass, I find myself sitting there secluded for hours, just watching. They approach me sometimes, large and regal, and I don't know what to do except realise just how small I really am. (laughs) You're here again. Can't seem to get away from you, can I? (coughs) Come here. Oh, good girl. No, I don't have any food in my pocket this time, so no, you you don't get a treat. Oh, don't pout like that. She seems to have really bonded to you. Oh, you startled me. My bad. You're just always sitting out here looking at the dragons. Figured I could come and talk to you about them since it's a specialty of mine. It's quite fascinating behavior, really. A lot of these dragons, especially the younger ones, have that kind of imprint with me or with another dragon who's taken on a parental role. She just saw you and decided that you were one of her moms, I guess. Well, I didn't mean to steal away your child. I've never been very maternal. You seem good with her. She's got a great temperament. A good dragon for riding. Riding? 
That's part of what I do here. Dragons are capable of breathing just fine in the Koran. Imagine how useful they could be for space travel or really any kind of travel if you really want. Plus, the bond between a dragon and its rider is something really wonderful. I can help you out if you ever want to try to ride, sweetie. Wait. M me. Ride. Ride. Me. It might be rough because she's still a bit new, but I think it would really solidify this bond you guys have. I... Um, I... Come on, uh... don't be shy. She's got to start learning at some point anyway. Huh? Go ahead, hop on. Uh... You're sure I won't, uh, hurt her? She'll be fine. Here, just show her where to go like this, and she'll do the rest. That's a lot of power you're entrusting me with. Medusa, stop worrying so much. Just breathe, you'll be fine. Okay, okay. Hesitantly. I get on her back before she runs and kicks off, flapping her large wings as we both start to lift from the ground. I'm no stranger to flying on a ship, but it's such a different experience when you can feel it all. The sun on your face, the wind through your hair, the moon's huge in the blue sky. And then I think about ascending up into the Cora, about flying away, about running back, back to Atalanta and Medusa, swooping in like a knight on dragonback to save the day. Stars, the heroics of it are ridiculous. Coming back down to the ground is odd. I appreciate the stability, but there's a part of me that wants nothing more than to just continue racing through the sky. For the first time since I've been on my own, I feel free. Are you okay? Yeah, uh, just just a strange sensation is all. Uh, I just need to uh, decompress, I think. Riding will do that to you. It's a lot to take in. Let me know if you want to try it out again. Yeah, yeah, I will. Everything here is too comfortable. The women of Lemnos are too nice. The planet here is too beautiful. Nothing works this way. And as much as I would love for eternity to pass on a planet with communal meals and loving people and warmth, I can't. All of these niceties are built on an unstable foundation of trust that I did nothing to earn. The kindness is not built to last. Not for me. I burn bridges as I cross them. It's only a matter of time before all this goes up in flames, too. The sooner I can leave Lemnos, the better. I can either secure a ship, or maybe I could leave on Sweetie. I'd need supplies and a suit so I could breathe out there, but it shouldn't be too hard to secure, especially since they've left themselves practically open to thievery. Everyone here trusts others. I hate to be the person who breaks the peace they've built for themselves, but there are more important things than the feelings of one far too kind planet. I have to do this. Oh, were you turning in for the night? Uh, yeah, I, I'm just drained. Oh, okay. I hope you sleep well. It really has been a pleasure having you here. Lemnos just seems so much more lively with you around. Can't see why. I'm not exactly a lively person. I guess they just like seeing a fresh face around. I hope you sleep well. I'll see you in the morning. 
and my guilty conscience lying still does nothing for a good night's sleep. There's too many things to dwell on. Regrets, anxieties, plans I can't quite figure out how to set into motion. Closing my eyes only presents flashing images and makes the thoughts race more. The fleece, where it is now, and whether or not Atalanta and Medusa came to their senses before it was too late. I wonder if they could ever forgive me, or if I really need forgiveness at all. If what I'm doing is right, and it is, then they should ask me for forgiveness. They should be looking for me, begging me to help them clean up their mess. I shouldn't need to apologise, right? But everything is always more complicated than that. Apollo's face crawls into my memory, and Asclepius, and how I don't quite know how to stop thinking about them. I, I wonder just how many more lives there are to be ruined by him, especially if my wretch of a brother gave him the fleece. I... I should have killed Absyrtus the last time I stole a fleece from him. But I didn't. And now the blood on his hands is my responsibility. How much damage am I responsible for? I have to get out of here before I lose my mind. The fact that even in the dead of night, the women of Lemnos don't lock away their supplies is foolish. I half wonder if all of this is some trap or test of character that I'm failing miserably. People aren't built for this sort of kindness. The universe would chew them up and spit them out. A few things stolen and tucked away in the bag for now. It feels too easy. Almost everyone is asleep except... Hypatia, you were up late. I've been trying to figure out some of the more intense chemical properties dragon scales might have, and I can tell that I'm getting close to a breakthrough. But my brain has simply decided I won't get a wink of sleep until I make it. So I'm looking at old journals and lab results and praying that the numbers speak to me. What sort of intense chemical properties? Well, my research has shown that, historically, dragon scales were used in pharmaca, but I don't quite have the expertise there. All I have are some old journals from Helios that were given to the sanctuary when the dragons were. Helios worked with dragons? Like, on Colchis? Oh yeah, there used to be tons of them in the surrounding areas. Colchis in particular was known for these kinds that Helios wrote could harvest the sun's magic. But I think he might be talking about a reaction to solar energy. I mean, a lot of the magic in Pharmaca is actually- Chemistry! I know. I'm, I'm trained in Pharmaca. I could help you out with your experiments if you think I'd be of use. If you think you can figure it out. It's just, I know that due to evolution and each species of dragon having its own niche, their scales have different properties. I just don't exactly know what's supposed to activate them. Let me see your supplies. Uh, please. Here, all these cabinets in the lab. Wow, these are impressive. I'm sure I could develop a few bases that will react when the dragon scales are added. I just need to know more about the properties of dragons, I suppose, in order to figure out what these bases should be? Or what the effect you're hoping to achieve is? Well, that's the thing! Different species of dragons have evolved to occupy different niches, so all of their scales are going to react in certain ways. If I harvest scales from Sweetie, who's descended from these original Colchian dragons, I can guess that there's something in her scales that's going to react to sunlight or heat exposure, but I don't exactly know how to get that reaction to occur or what the exact reaction would entail. 
well, her scales fluoresce depending on sun exposure, right? Almost to the point of looking golden in some places. I see someone's been paying attention. I wonder if that means by by extracting the pigment from her scales, you could create a light-sensitive potion with delayed reaction. Kind of like a time bomb. You could hide the bottle when it's nighttime or, you know, it's in shadow. And then as light moves throughout the day... The sun will hit it, setting off a reaction from the scales and causing the potion to take effect. That's brilliant! All these kinds of activators can vary depending on the scales being used. We would just have to experiment with different bases, but I already have a few that might work for different uses. I mean, a base explosive is pretty easy to modify in order to incorporate a delayed active ingredient. And so we work and talk, and it feels like a moment of genuine friendship. All I want to do is go back onto the Argo to tell Medusa all about my findings while she infodumps about some new progress she's made on Echo's vocal block. But I can't. I hadn't quite processed how much leaving that world behind me was going to hurt. As much as I really, really want to continue this, I think my body is trying to yell at my brain to stop working. I might actually be able to get some sleep now. Oh. Um, that's good. Yeah, but no guarantee I won't wake up in the middle of a dream to jot down notes before crashing again. It's just so exhilarating to be able to collaborate on something like this with another scientist. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, just go to bed and I'll stay behind and clean up. Alright, night. Hypatia never asks about the half-full bag slung over my shoulder or what I'm doing wandering around so late. After months of bargain bin pharmaca, the lab being open for the taking is impossible to resist, really. Faye has an impressive stock here. I could be set to go tomorrow if I really wanted to. It would probably be for the best to leave in the morning before anybody catches what's missing. I cinch the bag of dragon scales we collected together tightly shut and continue to pluck supplies from the village until my body is too exhausted to continue. Damn it, check the weather again. The weather isn't going to change in the three minutes since you have to. Please. What are you two doing in my room? There's a massive storm. We were all told to seek shelter immediately. So a lot of us crammed into the common spaces. So why are you in here? Hypsipoli said that there was an important box in here that she forgot to take out before she set up your room. She said she needed it to help the women in the village after the storm clears. So I was on my way to grab it when we were told not to leave. I don't know what box she's talking about, and I really would rather be left alone here. I have some private stuff going on. Relax. I'm not going to go around snooping in your stuff unless I think I have good reason for it. What you do in your private time is your own business. But we're stuck inside until the storm clears. I really do need that box. I really have no clue what she's talking about. Can't you go into one of the common areas that are literally a few metres from my doorstep? Believe me, I'd rather not be in here either. But safety man- Can you stop your pacing? It's making me anxious. Oh, so sorry for the inconvenience. I'm restless just looking at you. There it is. Hey, don't move that. Just sit down. What the hell is this? Have you been stealing from us? Hypatia, these are yours! Is that the bag I saw you with last night? I... I... 
No, I just, it's, I needed it, okay, for when I... And here comes the part I know all too well. The part where it all falls apart. The part where I betray my allies, burn all of the bridges I built, and start in the beginning. Where it's just Medea, alone. Again. What's going on here? I want the truth. We let you into our village, gave you a place to stay. If you needed supplies or something, you could have asked us and we would have helped. Instead, you go behind our backs and steal from us when we're sleeping. It's complicated. You've been saying that. I want a real answer. Who are you really? Medea of Colchis. I I need to leave. I need to leave. Not in this weather. Come back here. Objectively, this is one of the worst ideas I've ever had. Running out into the middle of a raging storm into a forest I most definitely do not know how to navigate could never be interpreted as a good idea, but self-preservation is the last thing on my mind. I just know I need to leave. Lysandra wasn't lying, this storm is unlike anything I've ever seen. The rain and wind sting my skin as I try to run. The ship docks are sure to be locked down because of the weather. I have no choice but to try and leave using that escape pod all the way back on the beach. Visibility is low at best. I can't hear over the crashing thunder and rustling leaves and every step I take is being fought back by gusts strong enough to almost knock me off my feet. I'm soaked down to the bone. It makes the merciless winds seem even more cruel bitingly cold. The more I wander in the forest, the more I am well aware of the fact that I have no idea where I'm going. I'm cold, I'm hungry, shivering, and I'm unlikely to survive if I don't get out of this freezing rain. And it would be so easy to just lie down and call it quits. To stop giving a damn about what happens around me or to me. Caring about people got me into this mess, after all. It would be easier to just stop. Stop chasing after Atalanta. Stop trying to fix a broken galaxy. But I can't. It's this complex anger that I've been filled with. I'm pissed at Atalanta and Medusa. Pissed at the world. Pissed at Colchis. And at everything that's ever happened. But it's more than that. In a way that's complicated and hard to explain and makes my chest ache with its intensity. And even if every cell in my body feels like it could freeze over, I continue walking. Hello? Glimmering in the rain, a small dragon with a wide wingspan swoops down below the tree's canopies, a figure riding along its back. It's Sweetie. Hop on before you freeze to death. What? Why? So you don't die, I just no, said I it. No, I heard that. I just mean, why are you helping me after I betrayed you like that? Because, Medea, yeah, what you did was a jerk move. But I'm not going to send you to your death over a bag of stolen goods. Now, if you don't mind, we can talk about this more when there isn't a massive storm out here. I... I'm not going to hurt you. Just get on. You really do have a slew of trust issues, don't you? 
I'm trying to work on it. Might I suggest working a bit harder on them? Sweetie flies us to the closest shelter and Lysandra places her large, heavy coat over my shivering frame. I've done everything to earn her malice, to cause her to kick and spurn me and leave me to rot in the woods, and yet she still shows kindness. She still shivers just a bit so that I can be warm. It was dangerous to come after me. Newcomers like you can't navigate the forest, especially in a storm like that. You were going to die out there if no one intervened. I don't understand why you didn't just let it happen. That's your problem, Medea. You let yourself think the galaxy is evil and corrupt and filled with people who are out to hurt you. For the most part, it is. I've seen a lot out there. We aren't all Olympus Corp cronies out to stab you in the back. Get over yourself a little bit and trust people. Maybe, I don't know, apologise? You sure are blunt? You need to hear it. You're pretty messed up. I'm trying to fix things. Then make an effort. Actually go out of your way to fix what you've messed up. You're right. Really? I need to go back to her. You can't right now. You're going to have to wait until the storm clears. And how long will that take? Could be hours, could be days until it's actually safe to travel again. We're probably going to be stuck in here for a little bit longer. So it's just you, me and Sweetie then? Could be worse. At least now you have time to draft an apology. Eventually, the storm clears enough where it's safe to step outside, and I'm left to face the consequences of my actions. It's a shame that you're leaving so soon. Stealing aside, you really were a pleasure to have around. I I really am sorry for that. I know. You're always welcome in Lemnos, Medea, dear. And should you need any assistance, all you need to do is ask. It'll still take a while to prepare any of our ships for interplanetary travel... The weather here can be rough on an engine. I don't know if any of them will be cleared for heavy flight. What about a dragon? Do you feel ready for that? Do I have a choice? Well, okay. I might have a safer way to travel than dragon back in the middle of the Korra, but it's still a little dangerous, and I'm not sure if Sweetie has the strength for it. If Sweetie can carry both of us in the height of that storm... I think she's strong enough. You make a good point, but she's still just a little hatchling to me. (sighs) Okay. Great. Follow me, Medea. Where are we going? Just trust me. There's a small ship meant to be driven by Dragon. No messy motors, but there's an air shield so you don't have to constantly be in a suit. It might make picking up your passengers easier. Good point. And you just store it in a dinky little shed? We haven't had a use for it. I figured you might. Lysandra pulls off the tarp to unveil a small, ornate chariot. Gilded in what almost looks like pure sunlight, running my hands along it feels almost magical. I can feel every ancient Colchian symbol engraved. Images of the sun that almost radiate warmth. Horses and dragons trailing across the sky. It's beautiful. It feels like coming home. 
like the home that Colchis never was to me. Oh, wow. It's... A piece of Colchian history, gifted to Lemnos from Helios at the same time as the dragons. All yours. How, how do I use it? That's the easy part. You attach the reins a sweetie and steer like this. Stars, how am I supposed to even know where to go? You'll know. The universe has a way of bringing together people who need to find each other. Travel safe, Medea dear. And I still totally agree with what I said at dinner. All right, sweetie. Let's go. Weeks have passed since I left the Argo, and I have no idea where Atalanta and Medusa would be. It's foolish to wander the Cora without a destination, even if I am well-stocked. I try to run numbers in my head. By now, they would have had plenty of time to get the fleece to Absyrtus if they wanted to. Part of me hopes I changed their minds, but... I can't count on that. Knowing Atalanta, she might have handed it to him out of spite for my betrayal. Where... Do we go from here? And, as if it's answering my question, part of the chariot starts to glow, like an outdated interface in the engravings on the inside. Shining brightly is a symbol I know all too well. The symbol for home. No, no, I'm not going back to Colchis. I'm filled once again with that ache, that yearning for home. Whatever that might be, as the symbol glows bright enough to almost hurt. I place my hand upon it, and all of a sudden I know exactly where I'm going. The chariot, no, the sun itself is guiding me, it feels, as I take Sweetie's reins and take off into the Cora to... Home. Home leads me exactly where I thought it would. Right into trouble. Get on, you absolute moron! What? We don't have time, let's go! I'm injured! Right, um, sweetie, love, can you help them? I reach my hand out to Medusa and help lift them into the chariot as Atalanta climbs in the other side before we start to race towards the Argo. Medea! I am livid! And I still think what you did is one of the stupidest things imaginable. Okay, but... And I know you're probably also angry with me, and being angry at each other is probably what we do best, but I think I want to fix this, because I care about this crew, and I care about us, and I think I love you. For someone made mostly of muscle and scar tissue, the softest lips meet mine. And I don't know if it's relief that she's okay, or that we're okay, or some other strange cocktail of emotions flooding out of me, but I don't know what to do except kiss her back, with tears welling up in my eyes. <laughs> uh, are you alright, love? You've gone all misty-eyed on me. I... uh... yeah, I... I don't know what came over me, just... lot of emotions to process, I suppose. Thank you. For saving us. There was no other choice. You've given me a conscience, you insufferable hero. Was that all? You grew a heart? I was forced to confront some hard truths when I ran away from you. What sort of hard truths? I never gave you the benefit of the doubt. Don't get me wrong, your plan was stupid, but I just... 
I assumed it came with ill intent. And so I was seething and betrayed and just hurt. And it just made me wonder if everyone I... Okay, wonder what? It made me wonder if everyone I loved was meant to betray me in one way or another. Love? <clears throat> Medusa, you said you were injured. What's going on? It, it's my ankle again. <laughs> I injured it. Taking a page out of Atalanta's book, I see. Oi! First of all, rude. Secondly, you can't just skip over that word, Medea. I can, for right now. Rescue mission first, complicated feelings talk later, and preferably not in front of Medusa. Yeah, I would also like this to preferably not be in front of Medusa. Though, it is nice to see you two developing your own conflict management skills. <laughs> Once we land, I'll take a look at your ankle and reset it. I still have a ton of questions. I also have my fair share. And I'll answer them for you. Honestly, let's just pick up the mess from your stupid plan for now. Atalanta wraps her arm around me as I grab the reins tighter. Though the interface is nowhere near as active as it was before, I can still see the faint glow of it, like the last glimmering hint of a sunset. Home. Take me home. Cora Podcast is created and produced by Trenchcoat & Co. Productions. This episode of Cora Podcast, Medea Alone, featured Kit McNeil's Medea, Tamsin Try as Lysandra, Dietrich Marie Bowie as Hypsipoli, Anjali Pasupathy as Hypatia, M.Q. Quillen as Atalanta, Clary Jung as Medusa, Lauren Thompson as The Listener, and Hyun Lee as The Tailspinner. Cora's music and sound design is done by the Cora team. This episode was written by Celeste Lang and the Cora crew. To find out more about all the wonderful people whose work goes into making the show possible, check out the show notes below. Do you want to support Cora? Tell your friends about us or post about us on social media with hashtag Cora Podcast. This podcast was made with no budget and lots of love by a group of friends, and so our support truly means a lot to us. You can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Cora Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you for the next verse of our epic. <laughs>